Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I do pray each and every day that this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So today, I have called this podcast Favor in the Famine. And I want to kind of set a scene, and I'm going to talk about Joseph again. I talked about him last week, but his story is so relatable. So I always look back on my memories on Facebook every morning after I do my prayer time. I like to look back in the memories. I do this because I like to see the growth, right? That's taken place from the things that I had posted a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. I like to see these, these things because it establishes to me, the growth in which has happened in my life, right? And this morning when I was going, when I was looking at them, I saw a post from 12 years ago. Now I'm going to set the scene for you because 12 years ago on this day, um, I was in the midst of a horrible addiction. I was trying to be a mother to my children um, all while they were watching me be an addict not really knowing what was going on with their mom, but they, you know, I'm sure they knew something. Um, it would have been about six months um, later after today that I would be, uh, my children would be watching me being hauled off in a cop car to go to prison for the next three years. Um, it was also, um, it would have been, basically two weeks before Christmas, um, we would all be spending Christmas at my aunt's house, um, with my grandparents. Um, and my grandfather had already had some strokes. He was already sick. Um, but we remember him laughing, right? Because the boys were out in the backyard and they were pushing each other down a hill in a wagon. And my youngest son ended up going in the creek and he was just standing at the back door, just laughing and just really soaking in the, um, the moments, right? And my grandfather always said grace before every meal in our household. Nobody ever, ever said grace other than than him, right? He was the one that blessed the food. And he said the exact same prayer my entire life, which I say every single day at every single meal that I have. But this particular day was very different because when my grandfather said the prayer, he began to cry. And not knowing to us, you know, we of course never saw my grandfather cry. So we weren't really sure what was happening, but I really think that he knew what was happening. And then it would be not even a month later when he passed away. And of course, him being the first person close to me to ever pass away. Also, he was like my hero, right? Papa did nothing wrong. I was Papa's baby, and that was just it, right? He was always there for me no matter what I did wrong, no matter what was going on in my life. He was there to show unconditional love regardless of what I had done. And um, 
So at that point, that sent me into a longer and more intense tailspin of addiction, right? Um, And then in May, May 27th, I would be going to prison. And so um, it's funny because I'm going to read you exactly what I wrote. And I want you to know that it's very important. This is very, very crucial because sometimes we ask God for a miracle. We're crying out for a miracle, right? And then we find our place, ourselves in a place where in that particular place, we don't understand why we're there. We don't understand why we're going through what we're going through. But we ask for a miracle and God will put us in a place where that he can work one in our life, right? So on this day, 12 years ago, this is the post that I wrote on, on Facebook. Lost in insanity is where I am at today. I ask God every day to please lead me to that exit so that I can get off insanity highway. I'm not going to cry. I am so ready to end the vicious cycle. Quit repeating the same actions and expecting different results, Melody. I was writing this to myself because I was tired. I was so tired, and I've talked about this before, that I was tired and I was trying to find a way out, but I couldn't because I was not strong enough to find a way out. And it was on May 26th of 2010, I was tucking my kids into bed and I was, I reached down to hug my middle son, Mitchell, and I felt this presence come over me and I heard this voice say enjoy this moment because it's about to be over of course being an addict and being on drugs I thought I was just hearing things right I thought I was crazy it would be the very next afternoon that the sheriff's department was knocking on our door to take me to jail and this was just a prayer that I had been praying for right? But we don't understand the process, right? We don't understand that even when we think we're in a famine, we still have favor over our lives, right? If you go back into your life and you think about things that have happened, right? Things that you have overcome, things that you at that moment thought, I will never make it through this, But God brought you through it, right? Because he was showing favor even when you felt like you were in a famine. And I want to talk about Joseph because, you know, we all know the story of Joseph. He was sold into slavery by his brothers because they just did not like him, right? Um, Because he expressed to them a dream that he had. And of course, that put them, you know, they felt maybe they were in a vulnerable state, right? So they took action against him sold him. He was eventually sold to Potiphar, right? And when he was sold to Potiphar, he was sold as a slave, right? So we can imagine that Joseph had no earthly idea. <laughs> he was like, okay, well, I'm a slave, right? I know God. I worship God. I, I, all of this, but I'm being sold. I was sold by my own family. Have you ever been sold out by your own family? 
have, has your family ever went against you at, at any time? And you felt like these are the very people that are supposed to love me and guide me and be there for me regardless, but they sold you out. I'm going to tell you on this post that I posted, I had one comment, right? And it was from a family member. And her response was, duh. That's exactly what she said. Duh. Because nobody was there to try and save me, right? I was in slavery. I was in bondage. I was a slave to an addiction, right? And the people that are supposed to be there for you and love you post stuff like, duh, right? And it's okay. Because even in those moments when there was nobody there, right? Papa was not there anymore to save me. He wasn't there to tell me what I needed to do. He wasn't there to get on to me and tell me I needed to get my crap together. He was no longer there to guide me in these moments, right? So I was on my own and I was a slave to an addiction and had been for almost for eight years at this point, right? So we feel like we're in bondage. We feel like we're a slave to the things in our life, whether it be an addiction, whether it be abuse, abuse, whether it be, you know, domestic violence, whether it be, um, you know, self-doubt or the feelings of unworthiness, or we have, you know, body image issues or whatever it may be. We feel like we're a failure and we end up, we find ourselves in a place like Joseph, right? We find ourselves in slavery to these very things that we don't understand how we got there. Because I know now how I got there. But at the time when all of this was happening, starting at the age of 10 all the way up, I couldn't identify why I was so different. I couldn't identify why I was so mad and why I was so angry and why the things had happened to me. Why was all of these bad things? What did I do at the age of 10 to deserve these things? And I just, I didn't understand what it was about me that people didn't want to love me or people wanted to abuse me or people wanted to neglect me because I felt like I was neglected. I felt like I wasn't loved. And I think it's the same way with Joseph, right? He, he goes from having family, they sold him out, right? They didn't like him. They didn't want to love him um, unconditionally. So he was sold into slavery. Eventually he was sold into, he was sold to Potiphar. Well, in um, chapter Genesis chapter 39, it says that um, Potiphar saw that the Lord was with Joseph. Potiphar saw that the Lord helped Joseph be successful in everything he did. So Potiphar was very happy for Joseph Potiphar allowed Joseph to work for him and help him rule the house. Joseph was the ruler over everything Potiphar owned. After Joseph was made the ruler over the house, the Lord blessed the house and everything that Potiphar owned. The Lord did this because of Joseph. Can I tell you that you may feel like you're in a famine, but God still has favor over your life. You may feel like all is lost and that there's 
nothing that you're, you're at the end of the road, right? There's, you're not going to ever do anything different. You're not going to be successful. You're never going to be happy. But can I tell you that it's even though you feel like you're in a famine, a famine season of your life, God still has favor over you. Because even though Joseph, right? Joseph was the ruler. But then we go down and we see that Potiphar's wife, once again, he's been sold out, right? Once again, somebody lied on him, right? All because he didn't do what she wanted him to. She sold him out. She lied on him. Guess what happened? He went back to prison. He went back into prison. Can you imagine? Joseph is like, listen, I'm doing the right thing. Even when nobody's looking, I have integrity. I have loyalty. I've done everything right. And here I am back again because somebody sold me out. But can I tell you this? In in, in chapter 39, when you go down um, to verse, um, let me see. 21, it says, but the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord continued to show kindness to Joseph. After some time, the leader of the prison guards began to like Joseph. The leader of the guards put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. Joseph was their leader, but he still did the same work that they did. The ruler of the guards trusted Joseph with everything that was in the prison. This happened because the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord helped Joseph be successful in everything he did. Can I tell you that God is still with you even when you feel like you're in famine? God is still right there with you. Even though you may be going through some things that look tough, are tough, you feel like you've come to the end of the road and and you don't know which direction to go. You feel like God is not listening to you anymore or that he has left you. I want you to know that God will never forsake you. He will never leave you. Because even though you're Joseph was in, the, in, in prison, right? He was lied on. God still showed favor, right? Because in, in reality, Joseph was being led to his purpose, right? But this was part of his process. We talk about the God flow, right? And even though Joseph had to go through the trials and the tribulations, he stayed in that God flow. And these, these times that he had to go to prison was part of his process, just like with me, prison was part of my process. It was my process to getting sober. It was my process of getting counseling and getting help with all of the things that I was holding in, all of the resentment, all of the bitterness, all of the unforgiveness, being able to deal with the abuse and know that it was not my fault. Also being able to have my power breakthrough, right? Because I walked around holding on to that abuse for so long Because I labeled myself as if I had deserved it. I labeled myself as if I would never be enough. I labeled myself unworthy. I did not like myself. I hated myself, right? Because I did not understand. But in the process, God was still showing favor in my life. Can I tell you? He began to show me my purpose in prison and I didn't understand it until nine years later after I got out of prison and it was through another woman that was in prison with me. She, we were having a conversation via Facebook messenger because she wanted me to share my story. 
And she says, weren't you a mentor in prison? I said, I was. And it was in that very moment, I saw that even in that prison, God still was showing favor and showing the purpose in which he had for my life. And I just couldn't see it. Because he wanted me, I was chosen by my counselor to be a mentor. First of all, I disqualified myself. That was the first thing. Second thing, I was like, I can't do that. Third thing, I had guilt associated with it because I knew that I didn't always follow the rules. So how in the world was I going to hold someone else accountable because I didn't even follow the rules? We could not share food or coffee or, you know, headphones or anything like that. And, but I did, right? We were not supposed to share stuff. We were not supposed to share shampoo or conditioner or coffee or food or any of that, right? That was just part of our, part of our program, right? And, but we all did it. So I felt like I can't hold someone else accountable because I don't follow the rules myself, right? But, but it wasn't even that. It was just a moment in time where God was beginning to grow me in this area that he had purposed me for, right? Because we used to have to speak in front of all of these people. And there was about 300 women total in, in this particular dorm, in this program. We were all not in the same cohort, but there was three or four different cohorts running at the same time. Anyways, when you become a mentor... You, um, it's the last before you graduate, right? Well, because there was some sort of time difference, we ended up having to be mentors for twice as long as what any other mentor has to be. And we would have to speak, right? We would have to sit at a table in front of the entire or on chairs on the side during our daily uh, meeting and stuff. Um, And we would have to sit there. They called it community. During our community, we would have to sit there and we would have to hold people accountable. We would have to ask questions. If someone else held somebody accountable, we were the ones that were responsible for asking the questions. And it was, it was horrible. I thought it was horrible. Like, I don't like, I don't want to hold anybody accountable. Right. But I learned that speaking was easy for me in front of all of those people. Keep in mind, I didn't realize any of this until nine years after I got out of prison, right? Nine years. I did not understand the process in which God was taking me through until nine years after I got out of prison. And I say this because you may feel as if you're in a famine today, right? You may feel lost. You may feel neglected. You may feel hurt or betrayed, or angry, or, re- or have resentment, or bitterness, or unforgiveness, I'm telling you today that all the, although you have those things, those are a process in which you have to go to for God to get you to your purpose. It's part of the process. But in the process, God still shows favor over your life. Even though you're healing, 
even though you've just gone through a divorce, even though you went through domestic violence, even though you are just coming out of an addiction, or maybe you're just coming out of prison, or maybe you're just on the self-worth journey, right? And you're like, I just, I don't like myself, and I don't understand why I don't like myself. Even in those moments, in those times, in those seasons, God still has favor over your life. He is still protecting you. He is still has the promise on your life. He still has favor even in the famine. Because listen to to Joseph, right? Joseph begins to interpret dreams in prison, right? And he interpreted two guys' dreams. They were ended up to be released from prison. And he's like, hey man, don't forget about me. Have you ever done something for somebody and they're like, hey, remember me, like, right? And then they forgot about you. It was the same thing with Joseph until one day, like the, um, it, one day the, um, the king had a dream and he did not know how to interpret it. Well, at that moment, the winemaker, it clicked with him. He's like, oh, there's a man in prison that can, he can interpret your dream. He can tell you. So they go to the prison they asked Joseph about the dream. The Joseph tells him, yes, because it was about a, a, fat, I mean, a skinny cow eating a fat cow, right? That was the dream. There was a skinny cow eating a fat cow. And Joseph said, your dream means that there's going to be seven years of plenty and there's going to be seven years of famine, right? So basically what God was trying to say is that you need, in the seven years of plenty, you need to store up so you don't have to deal with the seven years of fam- uh, famine, So what I'm saying is in this season where you feel like you're in famine, you need to store up those things that are good. Those things that um, you, you, you need to give yourself credit for the things that you're doing. Well, today I feel good, right? Today I am going to love myself. Today I am going to pray and confess my struggles and my shortcomings to God so that he can deal with these things. Today, even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to go for a walk. Today, even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to meditate. Today, even though I don't feel like it, I'm going to journal. Because I know that in this season of famine, you need to have these things stored up for the later time. Because listen, these posts, my journal entries, my blogs... My books, these are moments in time that I have stored things up. Not only for me, but for others to see see the hope, right? Because I didn't come from a place of being fed with a silver spoon. I didn't come from a place and then just one day wake up and say, hey, I'm going to do some drugs. I'm going to be an addict and I'm just going to do whatever I want. It was years and years and years of famine. It was years and years and years of hurt and pain. It was so many years of so much, but God still showed favor. God still had favor over my life, even when I didn't see it, even in the midst of the darkness, even in the midst of everything that I had gone through and everything that I had done wrong. God still was showing favor over my life, even though I felt like I was in a famine. 
even though I felt like I was at a loss, even though I felt like I was at the end of the road. Just like Joseph, God continued to show favor. It's no different than your life. We feel lost. We feel neglected. We feel abused and betrayed. And we feel like as if we have come to the end of the road. But just like Joseph's story, we see that he goes through a process. He goes in and out of prison. But God still shows favor. He goes from ruling, right, over someone's whole entire property, home and everything, back to prison, back into slavery. But God was still showing favor because he was still giving him those moments of purpose along the way, right? Because Joseph's purpose was to be the storehouse, right? Because once he got out of prison, after he interpreted the dream of the king, he got out of prison and he, the king put him as ruler over all the food, right? And then eventually the people that sold him out, the brothers that sold him out had to come to him and ask for food during that famine because they didn't have any food. Can I tell you the very people that sold you out will come back? It'll go full circle. (laughs) Can I tell you the people that you feel like as if you cannot forgive or forget what they did will be the very people that listen to you later in life. They may doubt you. They may talk about you. They may think, oh, they have a lot of nerve, but God will show favor. Because again, you've got to go through the process. You've got to have perseverance so that God can bring you to purpose. I know that you may feel as if you're in a famine today, but know that God still has favor over your life. God still has great purpose for your life. God has destined you for greatness. Today, I want you to look back and think of the goodness of God. Think of the things that he's already brought you through. Think about those moments that you felt as if you were not going to be able to go any farther. The moments that you thought it was the end of the road for you. But you went through a process and God brought you out of those things. Well, this famine that you feel like you're in right now is no different because God has not left you. He will never forsake you. He is very much still with you, but you're in the process. It's time to persevere. It's time to stay honest with yourself. It's time to allow yourself and give yourself permission to heal. It's time to start saying, I forgive you, but I don't have to deal with you, but I have to forgive you because I want to heal. It's time to take your power back over your, your life. The power that someone took from you a long time ago when they abused you or they hurt you or they talked about you. 
it's time to release that power so that you can have yours back. Because in this process, God is still showing you your purpose, but we've got to go through the process. And sometimes the process is hard. It's mucky. It's muddy. It's dirty. It's messy. But we have to go through the process. And the process is forgiving. The process is letting go of the resentment. The process is taking your power back. The power that you have allowed someone to have over you because they abused you or because they betrayed you. It's, it's the process in which you begin to give your per, yourself permission to heal from the past. It's scary. It's hard. And like I said, it's messy. And it's very uncomfortable. But this is the process that's getting you to the purpose in which God has destined for your life. It's in the hard seasons, the seasons we feel as if we are in a famine, that we have favor because he's taking us through a process. But we also have a choice. We could choose to stay in the famine or we can choose to go through the process and persevere to get to our purpose. So today I'm asking you, what is your choice? What is your choice? Sorry for my sniffles this morning, guys. What is your choice? Are you going to make the choice to stay stuck in the famine? Or are you going to make the choice to pursue the purpose? Are you going to make the choice to persevere? Or are you going to make the choice to stay in the famine? And all of that comes in your mindset. What is your mindset today? Do you have a famine mindset or do you have a favor mindset? Do you have a famine mindset or do you have a bondage mindset? Do you have a favor mindset or do you have, I'm going to stay in this hurt and this pain and this addiction and this trauma. I'm going to just sit here in it. What is your choice today? Where do you see yourself in two years or three years or four years? Because you have people depending on you. You have children depending on you. You have husbands and wives depending on you. You have partners depending on you. You have business partners waiting for you because you guys will be successful. You have investors waiting on you for your idea for that dream, for that product, whatever it is. You have a wife waiting on you. You have a husband waiting on you. But you have to make a choice. Are you going to stay stuck in that famine? Or are you going to persevere and know that God has favor on your life? God's waiting on you to step out of the, the famine mindset and step into the favor mindset. God, I know I'm going through it right now. I, 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 I want to heal and I'm committed to this thing. I'm committed to this thing. I'm committed to this perseverance. I'm committed to this healing. I'm committed to this journey. I'm committed to be the best, learn to be the best version of myself each and every day. Because I know that you have favor even in the famine. So today I'm asking you, what are you going to choose? Favor or famine?
I've said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. Give yourself permission to heal. Give yourself grace to heal. Give yourself mercy to heal. Give yourself permission to take your power back, to release the weight that you've been holding on to for 20 years. And get in that favor mindset because God has destined you for greatness and he has a great purpose for your life. But we have to let go of the famine mentality and step into that favor mentality. And that favor mentality means, Lord, I know I'm going through it right now, but I know that you're going to heal me. God, I'm going through it right now. I'm in the midst of an addiction, but I know you're going to get me, help me get sober. Lord, I am in the midst of a divorce right now, but I know you are going to help me through this. God, I am I'm struggling with self-worth issues. I'm struggling with understanding where I'm at at this moment or what you're doing in my life, but I'm going to trust you that you have favor over my life. Speak life over yourself. Stop speaking famine and start speaking favor. Because God has something glorious and great destined for your life. So go out today and pursue favor. Pursue purpose. Persevere and commit to it wholeheartedly. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I do hope that you have an absolutely amazing day. And we will see you again soon. Bye-bye.